John here, and we've got a new sponsor, DistroKid. Now that you've finished your latest Pirate Math SpongeCore Twitch trek, it's time to get it out there so everyone can hear it. DistroKid helps musicians get their music on all the major streaming platforms, and artists keep 100% of their royalties. And because you're a high-gain listener, you get 30% off. Just go to distrokid.com slash VIP slash high-gain. That's distrokid.com slash VIP slash high-gain. And now DistroKid has an app. The DistroKid app is available for iOS and Android. You can download it at distrokid.com slash app or in the app and play stores. We'd like to take a minute to thank our pals over at Isotope, makers of software and plugins for audio repair, mixing, and mastering. The new gold standard of audio repair, Isotope RX11, is coming in May. Buy RX10 now on sale and get RX11 absolutely free when it's released. We use Isotope products here at the High Gain. It's an important part of how we've been able to bottle pure podcast gold week after week. High Gain listeners get 10% off using the promo code FRET10. That's F-R-E-T-1-0. That's all at isotope.com. I-Z-O-T-O-P-E dot com. Hey, we'd like to take a minute to thank our sponsor, Isotope, makers of software and plugins for audio repair, mixing, and mastering. We use Isotope products here at the High Gain. It's an important part of how we've been able to bottle pure podcast gold week after week. And guess what? Isotope offers one free month of Music Production Suite Pro, which has all the tools you need to mix, master, and repair audio. Also, you can get 10% off all other software using the promo code FRET10. That's F-R-E-T-1-0. All of this is at isotope.com, I-Z-O-T-O-P-E dot com. Hey, it's me, Ed Peterson, everybody. Wow. It's me, John Kiltica, Ed. What's going on, John? Everything and nothing, all at once. Where are we recording from? Beautiful, West Seattle, Washington. It's pretty nice out today. It's very nice. We're getting into spring for the non-evergreen episodes, right? Yes. Like, you might be listening to this in the future time, and it's the middle of winter. It might be snowing. The world is a hellscape. Who knows? But yeah. right now, today time, lovely. And if that's the case, if you're listening to it in the middle of the icy apocalypse, yeah, we're happy to have provided you with images of blue skies and sunlight. Exactly. That's right. Man, there's a lot of tornadoes going off in the world. A lot of tornadoes. Yeah. I hope we don't start getting Global tornadoes. Global warming, man. Climate change, John. Oh. Come on. Have we talked about the pedal that's on the board today? I don't know. This is the Spaceman Delta II Harmonic Tremolo. It's a pretty color. You've got a blue light behind you, so I think it kind of paints everything, but it pops on your board. It is a blue pedal. Yeah. And with the blue light, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, blue light because we like to keep it jazzy down here. Oh. Scoodly bop, dad. And I feel like your board game is coming along, John. You've got like a wall of Strymon up top, and they all fit together real nicely. Yes. 
And then you've got a little space down at the bottom where you can change stuff in and out per episode. And I really like where you've gone with that. Yeah, I've got my go-tos that can create your standard sounds. Little overdrive, some fuzz, delay, reverb, trim. Yep. That kind of stuff. And they just kind of live there. And yep. then I've left enough open space that whatever I feel like or whatever we might come across can just fly up onto the board. The guitar you're holding today? Yes. It needs modulation. You don't want to be all norm core. This Ed is a Vox Mark III Custom. Beverages. Yes, Ed, beverages. Oh, wait. There it is. My crow mug was on the floor with my... With your coffee. Black coffee. We both have that because we both do that every week. That's just required. That's how we get this energy level, this super positive, high energy vibe you get from John and Ed. That's right. It's caffeine-based. I also have an athletic brewing Upside Dawn Golden Ale. Upside Dawn... It's a non-alcoholic beer, and these guys make some nice beverages. We've been slamming the NAs recently, you know? And it tastes great. What do you got there? A Rambler sparkling water, Texas limestone filtered. I think you've had that before. I have once or twice before. Shout out to Imperfect Food. They deliver the produce that's maybe like the grocery store would throw it away, or they're overstocked. Right. Every once in a while. Too much Rambler sparkling water or whatever. And so we got some Rambler. Serve cold. Or else. Oh, shit. I just poured some of it out. You know, tilted the can to read it and poured it on my lap. That's cool. That sounds great. I'm in the middle on this. Yeah, yeah. I have a feeling when we go bridgiest bridgy, I'm going to like it a lot. You're going to like it a lot. Man, this shape, I have a really hard time with it, John. This was originally called the Phantom in this teardrop shape. Yeah. They had a whole range of phantoms, different shapes, like yep. pentangular and all Ooh. kinds of different stuff. Somewhere along the line, they just changed this to the Mark III. Did you say the word pentangular? I did. Yeah, it's totally a word. Having five angles and five sides. That's just science. I'm sure I would see that guitar and go like, oh yeah, that one. Oh yeah. I see. It's not like a pentagram. It's not equilateral. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stainless steel pickguard. Love it. This has a bridge that looks like a Stratocaster hardtail bridge because when they first made the prototype for this, mm -hmm. that's what they used. Strat hardtails, okay. This is actually from about 2000, this one. Okay, and this cool. is a reissue. When they first made this, the prototype went to Brian Jones of the Rolling Stones. You know, I'm really glad you just did. Oh no, we lost him? He was the first of the modern 27 club. Oh, really? Drowned in his swimming pool. Oh, was there uh, other circumstances Oh, he was related? all kinds of on drugs. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. R.I.P., sorry. Founder of the Rolling Stones. There would be no Rolling Stones without Brian Jones. I'm glad you just did that. 
and you didn't do the, hey, Ed, you know, Brian Jones. And I would have to like feign knowing who that person was and what influence he had on the rocks and the rolls because I had no idea. Namesake. Brian Jones Sound Massacre. Exactly. Yeah. We know Vox as the maker of the AC-30 and the AC-15 amplifiers. Love it. That's what they were doing when they were founded. Mm-hmm. And before they were called Vox, they were exclusively amps. It yeah. wasn't until 1962 that they started thinking about guitars. Okay. 62 is when they introduced that pentagonal guitar, the Phantom. Great. It was initially made in Britain. Okay. They would later, about 66, move all production to Italy. Hmm. We've seen a lot of those Vox guitars that say made in Italy. Just guitar production, not yes. amp production. No. Okay. When that pentagonal guitar first came out, it won some sort of design prize. I do like that guitar a lot more than this super rounded teardrop thing, personally. Oh, it does sound good, doesn't it? Yeah. About that time. Yeah. Into 63, they introduced this teardrop. Teardrop, by the way, is not the official name of it. That's just what the nickname became. Yeah, that's what I think of it as. It was called the Mark III. Phantom Mark III. Phantom Mark III. Eventually, yeah. the Phantom part got dropped. So this is a Mark III you're holding? Yes. Okay. This is a Mark III Custom. Mm. The regular one came with a Bigsby on it and in different colors. This Custom that we have today from about 2000 is a recreation of the one they made for Brian Jones. Did he have the silver pickguard? Yes. Anybody who wants to see Brian Jones playing this, go to the Google machine or the YouTube box and just look up the Rolling Stones on the Ed Sullivan show and you'll see him playing this. I can just imagine the people who are just like, fuck Ed, this guy's on a guitar podcast and he doesn't know who Brian Jones is. <laughs> it's just a burden you've got to carry. I uh, don't care. I should though, shouldn't I? Cool. <laughs> They also had a nine-string version and a 12-string version. Oh, I'm interested in that nine-string. Yeah, I don't know what you'd do with it, but you'd probably figure out some cool thing. I played one when I went to the Dunnable shop. Were the extra strings on the bottom or the top? The skinny strings oh. <laughs> were doubled up. That makes sense. The skinny, the skinny strings, strings make the high notes and the fat strings make the low notes. That's right. This is the kind of guitar insight you get. My problem with it is always I think about it as I'm holding it, and the top is on the bottom, and the bottom is on the top when you hold a guitar. It must be difficult to get through a day. <laughs> <laughs> For Ed? Yeah. <laughs> it's not easy. Wait, your left or my left? Yeah, that's <laughs> what I'm saying. Yeah, so nine strings are cool. They are fun to play. They're interesting. It sounded cool. I don't really understand why you would buy a nine string and not just a 12. You just want the jangle on the top. Right. The skinny strings. Yeah, the top jangle. Yeah. You want to hear this? Yeah, sure. That sounds great. So I'm in the middle now. Yep. Tone is in the middle. Sure. Let's go neckular. As necky as we can get. Was good. How's that? I like that little run. The body's kind of contoured. That's nice. 
It's rounded off. It's a bolt-on neck. You access the controls from the back, and in case you don't want that backplate stabbing you or being backplate mm-hmm. it has a lovely snap-on cushion. Oh, those are great. Very Gretchy, right? Yeah. Is that the idea, that it's a cushion? Yeah, I think it was supposed to be some kind of comfort thing. I'm still in jazz boy mode. <laughs> you want to hear mm-hmm. trebly? Oh, my God. That sounds good. It sounds awesome. The cool thing about this Spaceman Delta Two tram. It doesn't just apply trim to your whole signal. Yeah. You can choose. Right now, I'm applying it mostly to the low frequencies. Yeah, you can hear that. Now I'm applying it to the higher frequencies. Which are the skinny strings. Yes. Give me, like, bridge high and then high frequencies. Yeah. Yeah, go down the neck a little bit. Up the neck? Yeah. <laughs> it is now sweeping the frequency as I play. I love trem in general, but that spaceman pedal rules this might be the best trim pedal i have who plays this guitar well brian jones okay of the rolling stones love that guy yeah that oh, guy Oh man yeah r.i.p too soon david bowie played one okay i think a lot of the rock and rollers of the time played one want to hear the tagline yeah advertising shit yeah <clears throat> i'll get my best advertising voice on yeah vox Sound of the long hairs. <laughs> That's super good. Tom Petty uses a 12 string in the video for Refugee. Dave Davies of the Kinks. Paul Revere and the Raiders. The Velvet Underground, Sterling Morrison. Johnny Thunders, New York Dolls. Benjamin Orr of the Cars. Man, Rick Ocasek and Benjamin, right? What are you doing over here? Ian Curtis of Joy Division? Huh. Your playing style is like very angular post-punk. I like the stabby stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's kind of your jam. They started in England. They went to Italy. Yeah. Is this one Italian? What's the deal? This one is made in the United States of America, Ed. The USA? My hot take on that is weird. There's a store in Minnesota called North Coast Music. Okay. 
And the guy who owned it back in the day was just nutty for Vox. Great. If you want to know about Vox, go talk to that dude. Okay. In 1992, when Korg bought Vox, they decided to do reissues of these guitars. They were going to have it done overseas. But I guess in terms of redoing it feature for feature, the way the originals were, they couldn't find anybody that could tool up in the right way. Okay. So I guess it makes sense then to go to North Coast Music, that guy over there in Minnesota that knows everything about these things. Let's see if he wants anything to do with it. And he did. He starts sourcing all this stuff in Minnesota, all different towns, a metal shop that can stamp out these pick guards, who can make these bridges, who can wind these pickups, who could do all this stuff. The only thing that isn't U.S. is the neck, and that was made in Canada. Oh! Canadians, they know how to make guitars. Oh, I love the Canadians. Yeah. And so they came out with this thing. Kudos to them for keeping the flame alive. They did the 12-string. They redid the pentangular one. Mm-hmm. Faithful recreations. All told, there were about 700 of them made in that run. Oh, really? And they are considered, these American-made ones, to be the easiest to play of all the Voxes. If you go on their page right now, there are no guitars listed. You can still get all the Vox parts, but no guitar stuff. Are they not a shop? Who else could it be for Vox Spare Parts? That's their tagline. Yeah. So these were thought to be the most playable versions ever made. They were introduced in 98 to about 2000, 2001, so not very long. This one is towards the end of the run, 2000. Yep. When it came out. This reissue. Yeah. What was it going for? $19.98. Oh. It's harder when it's more contemporary. More contemporary, but then it's all USA. Yeah. Oh, my God. I gotta say it was easily $3,000. In 1998? Clearly I'm wrong. But still, it seems like it should have been a very expensive guitar, just considering it's a small shop. Yeah, they're handmade. Handmade. 1300 bucks. That's wild. In like, today dollars? Yeah. $2,400. That seems inexpensive to me. 1300 Yeah. Huh. Want to try again with the vintage? Oh, the vintage. When the teardrop first came out oh, in 1963. 63 $63. This is made in the UK. This is pre-Italy. Yeah. And we're talking USA dollars. Yeah. Okay. $219.42. You know, all things considered, that's yeah. not bad. Okay. 187. I don't feel terrible. Well guessed, Ed. Thank you. What's that today, Ed? <laughs> 2300. That's also not bad. Yeah. 1800. I was wondering if they had just like mapped. You know, it's interesting, isn't it, that in today dollars, the vintage one, $1800, and in today dollars, this reissue, $2300. Right. Conventional logic, yeah, always has us thinking Oh, I'd rather have the vintage one. Right. But in this case, the reissue plays much better. Yeah. This is going to be a weird buy or deny thing for me. Well, this being the custom, it has faithfully recreated the prototype that was made for Brian Jones. Right. They also had the regular teardrop. Yeah. The regular teardrop came in other colors. Mm. Would that help? Tell me those colors. Black, red, and ocean green. I kind of like white guitars. I know, John, maybe you're not a big fan of white. Eh, Not so much. They've definitely grown on me a lot. So if it were black with a Bigsby or this one, 
the white one, for sure. I think this is probably a great live guitar because you'd be standing up, sitting down. Yeah, it kind of rolls around on you. It's and, kind of hard to yeah. get comfortable with it. Yeah. 2007, Ed. Okay. Vox, the Korg people. Sure. Commissioned a limited run of 100 of these. Mm-hmm. I would imagine they are at least as good as this. Where were they made? They are U.S. made. Okay. Also, we should mention that the way I smack on guitars, yeah, it's admirable that this thing has been in tune the whole time. Zero mid-episode tuning. The hardtail bridge helps a lot with that. Know what I'm saying? I do know what you're saying. Yes. Good. You gotta try it. Try and decide. Is it hello or goodbye? It's white, Ed. Yep. It's shaped like a teardrop. Yep. Brian Jones played one. Yeah. This is an exact replica. Yep. It's made by Vox. Yep. The Mark III Custom. Mm-hmm. Buy or deny? Deny. Deny. This is one of those weird caveat ones. This guitar is cool. And if it were the angular one, this build quality, I like that one more. What about you? Deny. Yeah. As I sit here playing it, I can't argue with the playability of it sure it's a ripper matching headstock is also very cool that's pretty cool it's like a paddle headstock matching yep it's not super comfortable for me playing sitting down yeah is probably not great but i don't know if i was playing gigs every two minutes and i was going to be standing bringing the carnage (laughs) this thing will do it would i buy this guitar for the irony factor probably not in this case in our matrix of Buyer denies. Yep. I think it's just a matter of taste because the sound is great. And yucking anyone's yum. We don't defame or discourage. No. And I think we've established you play this guitar, you are in some pretty good company. Yes. One of my favorites, Brian Jones of the Rolling Stones. Oh. Ugh. The Kinks. Dave Davies. Come on. Uh-huh. Well, we'll take pictures of it. Oh. Because that's what we do. Maybe we'll take a picture of it next to my Uggs. We'll take lots of pictures of this. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. We'll put them up how we put them up. Sure. On the internet. We're at the high gain all over the place. Mainly Instagram. Mainly Instagram. We are members of the ruinous media empire of music-related podcasts. Yes. Something like that. Ruinous media family. Coven. Ooh. The ruinous media coven. Of music-related podcasts. Everybody knows Joe's a witch. Sure. Yeah. All right. All right, let's come back next week and do another one. Sure. All right, then. Bye. Okay, bye.